Welcome to episode 90 of the Muck Podcast, an affiliate of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Dougherty. Hillary. Hi. <gasps> We're recording a double. <laughs> I am. We're drinking Prosecco. Oh, hi. We're celebrating. We're celebrating. We're still celebrating, Odd Pods. Somebody, somebody write in and tell me if that voice was sexy. Is it <laughs> sexy? You know, I watched some. I was watching Mean Girls with my daughter the other day. Fabulous movie. Fabulous. I have not seen it in But a there's while. so many girls, or there's a character on there who's like, oh my God, like I didn't know. Like with guys, you know, she acts uh, like the dumb baby. <laughs> it still happens. Yeah. And I'm just like, baby, pull that shit it together. It still happens. But do dudes like that? that they're like oh my god you're so i will have to say that breathy i I don't know about (laughs) that but i do i won't name names but i do have a relative who you know i know who it is i just saw the eyeballs i know who it is who does not like to date women who are smarter than he is oh forget it i don't i thought you were gonna say you knew a woman who who acted like this Mm -mm. well listen can you imagine I mean, I can think you the smartest women, this? I think the smartest women. You want women, a smart woman. Yeah. What is wrong with you? I don't know. God. I need a man who thinks it's hot when I start saying, uh, when I start screaming about is- political issues. And they're just like, fuck, I'm so turned on right now. <laughs> Does that, can that person show up at my door, please? Can that I, person be in I'm my man- life I'm gonna forever? Manif- I'm going to manifest that. That's got to be part of the manifest. Thank you. We just got to manifest everything. It's been a hard week because I'm going through... A divorce you know and so like it's very difficult to like juggle because it's just like everything else like if yes. somebody it's like it's a death really so Aww. it's like you're dealing with all of this it's and emotional it's emotional but hey guess what you still have to get up every day and go to work yes. and like you know your kids and all the shit that they do you guys still do all that yes. and oh i hope one of your parents don't get injured or sick because you still have to do that and we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic so here you go oh by the way you have no fucking rights over your body so like yeah. everybody let's jump in the race and see how fun this is Let's, so it's like it's so never and it never, never fucking ends. Yeah, I had therapy last week and I sobbed the entire fucking time. Oh, <laughs> That's all God. I did is cry the whole time because uh, sometimes it's like it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming, but it's a sl- like I've never been divorced before, but it's a really incredibly slow process. Mm. And uh, I'm waiting for everybody else to kind of catch up with me. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I've been ready, and that's hard. It's hard for the kids. It's hard for him. It's so, hard for the, even like your other family members. It's hard for sure. it's, your parents, and everybody, you know, everybody, they don't know how to act. They don't know how to behave. They don't know, like, as far as like, like the, he's not going anywhere. Obviously we have children together. So we all have to kind of treat him as we've always treated him exactly the same. You know yeah. what I mean? Maybe we're not together, but that doesn't mean that he's out of our lives. He's going to be here at least for the next 10 years. So like, let's be cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is hard. Well, and, and just even lifetimes, right? Like, yeah, uh, whatever major I'll, events that are happening. Yeah, we'll for be your at children, weddings together. Be, yeah, you'll exactly. be there together. Exactly. And, so we all need to fucking be cool. Be cool, yes. man. Like, like Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Everybody be cool. <laughs> be cool, motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Be oh. cool. Oh. I know. I know. I can't wait till you're on the other side. Me too. Because here's what's going to happen. I, so I already, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what I think is going to happen or okay. should happen yeah. is that, and, and it happened a little bit already at the yes. pool party. Yes. yes. But, 
um, I had flashbacks of like my twenties and of like the one friend who had like the cool house where like, that's just where everybody was. That's going to be Hillary's house. It's going to be great. Like, it's just like, that's like the landing pad. Yes. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fun. I mean, well, listen, I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to Detroit next weekend. So like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take myself on vacations. Like this is what Hillary is going to do. She's going to take trips on her own. She's going to go to the cities that she's always wanted to go to and see friends that are living in all these different places like go see family that I haven't seen in a while and like have that time I'll be able to do it I'm excited about that and the pool parties that's what my my I mean that's what my therapist said she goes listen don't even think about relationships don't think about talking to anybody she's like it's not okay surround yourself with good people I told her about the pool party and she was like do that all the time yes Well, that's what that's what we said, right? About the coven, we don't float on brooms; we float in pools. Yeah, this is the the (laughs) meeting of the the meeting (laughs) of the coven. It's gonna be oh my amazing! It's gonna be so good. And I think yeah, so roller skating, running, pool. I mean, all friends, political stuff, podcasting. My God, and then my children, of course, always, always, and you have this beautiful like. I know that we rag on Florida all the time, but the, the oh, beach, please. the ocean. We went yesterday just to go walk on the beach, walk on yeah. the pier, like, and just being in the salt air. Like, yeah. I love, that's one thing. Like, I feel like if you're in Florida, like, you got to be out east. Yes. Yeah. Uh, being out west. What the, with the gators? No. Bitch, please. No. no. Oh, my God. Did you see that? <laughs> I, knew, I knew you were going to say that. So, there was this amazing little clip video it of was this scary. woman. On a, <laughs> yeah, on a paddleboard in, in the springs. It was Silver Springs, which is like, you know, mid central, you know, middle of Florida. And she's on this paddle, a paddle board. Yeah, so it's like she's not, yeah, she's not water. even like in a boat. No. Like literally like there's nothing protecting her. No. And I've been, I remember I floated down those springs last October yes. and the fucking gator swam past yes. us and I was in an inner tube with my ass <laughs> hanging out. I was looking like a rump roast, honey. Oh my God. But the fucking, <laughs> literally. But oh this woman, God. this gator swims, humongous gator swam up to her and she, she's like, she's, she's got her camera in one hand, her phone. And she's going, what are you doing? Don't come over here. Don't come over here. Then she pushes it away with her paddle and it Which, hisses at the her. The hiss was so scary. And, I, and she's like, I, I had to push him away with my paddle. And I said to Tina, this is, I, t- I retweeted it from the muck, but I was like, this is how Tina and I feel about every candidate oh getting in the governor's God. race. Just p- get away from get away. me. Just get but away from me. The funniest part is that there's a guy <gasps> yes, in the background who's yes. like, uh, I would back away you because you really upset Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Skater. He's slowly coming back over, and he's like, "I oh. really think you should get out of the water, you yeah. fucking dummy, you idiot." God, <sighs> Florida, the best, the best. Uh, the other last thing I wanted to say is little monk guests. So <gasps> we last week yes. had a uh, Robin Bartleman oh, on. My God, we, we were able to record via Zoom, which was amazing. And yes. um, so she talked to us about being a Florida legislature legislator and, and the amazing just her honesty about yes. her own personal experiences. Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, she's got a, a st- I mean, I would say she has a storied political career here in Florida in Broward County. I mean, she's an she's educator. Amazing. She amazing. was a, like worked at schools forever, became a school board member forever and then yeah. became a state, uh, a state house rep. So, she fucking kills it. And I'm and, and so proud of her. And she's a great example, too, of someone who started on the local level. Yes. Moving, like, this is when we talk about, like, building benches, is looking yeah. for people in these local seats, yes. like our school board, like our local 
commission uh, seats and thinking about, wow, this person would actually be really good to move up. Yes. Like that's what we, and then, and then if we are going to move someone up from uh, a school board to um, a rep seat, who's going to be filling in yes. in that school board yes. seat? Like who in the community is someone that we know would be a great fit that like, why aren't we doing this? We need more of this. <gasps> I hate everything. Okay. Are we ready? So, oh, and oh. But so anyway, there's one other thing we're going to have it. We booked another guest. Oh, I can't wait for this. Which I'm really excited about. And I kind of just want to say it. Or should we wait? Let's wait. Let's okay, wait. Let's we're going to surprise wait, wait. you. We're surprising. Anyway, it's going to be on location. On location. In one of the coolest places Woo-hoo! in Fort Lauderdale. So Ooh, I'm so fucking excited. I can't wait to see it. And everybody, it. I've told two people about this. I've told Chelsea, my skate partner, who oh. we went skating this week. And BDE wasn't there. So I don't know what the fuck we're going to do with ourselves. And then <laughs> uh, I told Kate about it. And both of them were like, can I come and sit there? And I was like, I guess, I don't oh know. My like, God. I think we should, I need to stop telling people because we're going to have an audience <laughs> sitting there drinking beers and, and like, well, we're you know, talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm totally fine with, by the way. Oh my I'm God. good in front of a crowd, you know? Yes. Let's do All it. All right. So you are up first, right? Yes. 90. Here we go. <gasps> 90. Episode 90. <laughs> it's oh incredible. Incredible. It is, it is. It is. And guys, so can we ask, if, please, each of you just tell mm. a friend, tell, yes. text a friend today, um, post it somewhere, something, just put this. If you like the show, like just say, Hey, Johnny, you got to check out this podcast yes. and, and put it out in the world. Um, we need all of your support to help us keep going with this podcast. Yes. Speaking of that, your friend, Margaret, Oh, I love so, her so sweetheart. Much. She was on our anniversary special uh, oh, in January. She's uh, brilliant. Uh, she's so wonderful. But she put, commented on our Facebook page that on the last episode, or no, I'm sorry, two weeks ago, episode 88, yeah. where I went fucking nuts. Yes. Uh, she was like, you're slowly becoming one of my favorite people, Hillary. Oh and I'm God. like, but did you see her other post slowly? about the Jeep that she loves to have it blasted when she's no! driving? <laughs> There's another post where she's like, oh, with driving my Jeep and having it blasted with you like cursing. Like, like, <laughs> It's so good. It's I know. So good. I love it. I love so, that she's doing that. Me too. Me too. Yeah. So I love that she's listening. But yeah, tell everybody you know about yes. the podcast. So please, can- please, please. Like just send a text out like, hey, check this out. Yeah. You know, um, it would we would love that. Yeah. Oh, and thank you to one of my besties, Josh, who I got to see a few weeks ago. He's in Orlando, but he came down to visit. And he's just so um, super supportive of the podcast and like sent me this this crime junkie Instagram, which crime oh, junkies is a podcast. Yes. I, I, I know you've listened to it. I've yeah. never listened to it, but they apparently their name was on this Times Square billboard for like Amazon Music of like here's a featured podcast. Yes, and he sent me this post. He's like, "This is going to be you guys too," <gasps> and it was just so oh. fucking cool. Like oh, such please, a supportive, please. sweet man. Thank you, Josh, for for just. And I got to meet out. his partner, Brooke, and she oh. is like the loveliest, coolest woman. Yay. I mean, you know, oh, also, I, I wanted to say, uh, I wanted to thank um, that record got me high. <gasps> yes. Uh, for uh, being, being a new Patreon. Yes. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you want to support, go to Patreon. We would yes. love to shout you out. P.S. I'm going to be on that record <gasps> got me high again. Yes. I'll make my third appearance. I think, yes. let me see how many people have been on there three times. Only a few. And I'm going to be another one. And I don't even yes. want to tell you. <gasps> I'm not going to tell you the album I'm going to discuss, but I'm already prepared. I know what I'm going to wear I can't when I talk wait. to Rob because Barry's not on there anymore, unfortunately, but Rob is still hosting it. And so I'm excited to sit with him probably via Zoom, I'd imagine, but I'm still going to be in full costume discussing mm. one of my favorite albums ever. I can't <gasps> wait. 
I would oh, love- Infectious Groove, have me on. I'll come on Ooh. your podcast. I mean, I'm in your family now, Odd Pods family. Yes, hello. Have me on. I know. Why, listen, have us on. Why aren't, why aren't, yeah, why aren't we doing this Odd Pods Network? Let's uh, cross, uh, hello, crosscast. Ooh. Hello. Okay. We're always telling Odd Pods what to do. We yeah. haven't even been, <laughs> <laughs> Odd Pods, we haven't even been here, but. They're already mm. regretting letting women in the door. Yes. <laughs> We want to do, we want to do everything. These bossy and bitches everything. at the fucking mock. They never shut the fuck up. <sighs> All right. Go ahead. Let's Today, hear it. Today. Yes. I'm going to tell you the story of current. Oh, oh, but I, I, who? Current. Yes. U.S. House representative from Tennessee, Scott Desjardins. Ugh. I know. Ew. 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 Desjardins. Like, who are you with that name? What do you How think you are? You? Fancy Mr. How fancy Pants dare over you here? Have a oh, name like that. Excuse me, <laughs> Fancy Pants. I didn't realize we were in the room with something so fancy so over here. Fancy schmancy. <laughs> Scott Desjardins first earned his U.S. House seat as a conservative Tea Party candidate. Oh, my favorite. But during his election, he found himself in hot water when the family values guy. Asked women to have abortions. Oh my God. Family values, tea party, conservative. What? Women, more than one? More than one. Holy shit. Yes. Tina, God bless you. I know you, I'm giving you the Catholic, (laughs) my fake Catholic uh, cross blessing. Oh my God. Because I know you fucking searched for this, right? You went out and you did this on purpose. This this is purposeful. God bless you. God bless your soul. Our story takes place in Tennessee and specifically Desjardins represents the fourth district, which includes most of Southern middle Tennessee. So it's a pretty rural district that he, that's, it's about 80% white Mm. and the district, like what it's known for actually is that, um, it has a bunch of distilleries in it, but the Jack Daniels distillery is over there. Give me a Jack and water. No. Yes. So Desjardins began his career as a doctor. Uh, eventually serving as chief of staff of Grandview Medical Center located in Jasper, Tennessee, which is a small town in Marion County, which is part of that fourth district. Mm -hmm. So before I cover the abortions he was involved in, I want to give you a little bit of a sense of who this guy is. So I'm can't, I'm, I'm thrilled. Oh God. Get ready. So political Chaz Sisk reported that Desjardins was sort of known for his charisma, but it was a mix between, I don't want to say intimidation, but like he just kind of like snarky sort of guy, but also was a guy that could kind of command a room. You know, he had this this kind of powerful personality, I guess. Yeah. Some of his past behavior, as we'll see, isn't the best. In 2010, when he was running for Congress, Andy Scher of the Chattanooga Times Free Press reported that during his divorce in 2001, his ex-wife alleged that Desjardins intimidated and harassed her as well as physically abused her. Oh. So when he was coming out to run for this race, his opponent, you know, they kind of dig up all the dirt that they can and they got his divorce records from 2001 and they were mm. publishing things that were said yeah. in that divorce record. So um, he further reported that Roll Call, who published those records, cited his ex-wife of alleging that Desjardins dry-fired a gun at her bedroom door. <gasps> So uh, dry firing basically means it's an unloaded gun and you're just like shooting it. It's still, I mean, I mean, incredibly scary. That, I'm fucking terrified of that. Come on. Yeah. And the publication further noted that she claimed, now this is her alleging this and he has denied this, but she allegedly claimed during the divorce that he had admitted to uh, suicidal ideation 
And like during that time, he had put that same gun in his mouth for three hours. What? Um, and other things that she alleged was um, that he pushed her, shoved her, tripped her, just all these things just to continually intimidate her. And oh, they were married for God. about three years, I believe. I don't know how Jesus. long they were together. That she went fast, so yeah. down south fast. Yeah, I don't know, like, you know, the length of their whole relationship, but the marriage was, I believe, three years. And during that time, he had mistresses, mm. six of them. Excuse me? In three <laughs> years? So look, affairs happen, right? But my, this is the thing. When you claim to be Mr. Family Values, right, then your fa- affairs make you look like a hypocrite. You know what I mean? Like if you're a guy, you have an affair, whatever. People have, a, like I said, people have affairs Fine. all the live long day. You're going around talking about how you're all about family and right. you're running at this Tea Party conservative. Right, you're a hypocrite. Right? So and you're, and a you're like, like do, yeah, do as I say, not as I do kind of guy. But these mistresses just weren't some chicks he picked up at a bar or at a campaign rally or who, what, wherever else he might be finding women. They were from his work. Two of them were patients <gasps> from the hospital oh, where he worked. Oh, you can get sued for that, yes, dude. Ac- this is according to Stephen Nelson of U.S. Uh, News. And dating, right, one thing, let alone having sex with patients, that is not allowed. Like, that is a violation of the oath that you have oh to take as a doctor, right? But also so, like a super hot fantasy kind of, <laughs> I mean, I'm here for that fantasy. Oh, also, not when like, you see this guy. Oh no. Oh okay. no. No, 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 no. There is no fantasy happening with this dude. Right. I don't, I don't even know how he, ha- I don't know. I, I, I looked at him and I said, he's kind of charming. I mean, I, yeah, no. I don't, I, okay. I, I don't know. All right, if he looked like a celebrity, who would he look like? I don't, Elmer Fudd. That's what I've got in my head right now from your face. Um, <laughs> Maybe. I mean, just like a, a, no, you'll see, bloated, balding, Mm, mm. like just like a, a, ugh. The other uh, women that he was involved with, uh, three were co-workers and one was a drug rep. So again, you can't do all this all And he's also like in a high position at a hospital too. So it's it's kind of abusing that role. One of the patients also that he was having the affair with received drug prescriptions from Desjardins. What? So he was prescribing her drugs, which he should not be doing if he Oof. is in a relationship with her, along with a watch worth uh, $875 and a trip to Vegas. Dang. So let's get into the abortions. So Politico's Chess reported that Desjardins was involved with uh, two abortions for, for sure and a potential third. So two he asked his ex-wife to have, and one was another, uh, was a mistress in one of those patients. So remember he had an affair with two patients. One he gave drug prescription to, the other one he tried to coerce into an abortion. So according to Nelson of U.S. News, um, Uh, that second one, that girl, she was 24 years old. She got pregnant, and for whatever reason, he recorded a phone call that he had with her that ends up getting leaked. Ooh. (laughs) And on that call, (laughs) he said to her, quote, you told me you'd have an abortion, and now we're getting too far along without one. If you need to go to Atlanta or whatever to get this solved and get it over with so we can get on with our lives, then let's do it. Mm. And have Post released other portions of the recording where she says to him, this is not fair to me. I don't want you in my life. He says, well, I didn't want to be in your life either, but you lied to me about something that caused us to be in this situation, and that's not my fault. 
that's yours. What is that? Being on the pill or something? Probably something with. I mean, instead of asking all these right. women to have an abortion, how about put a condom on you? Fuck. Right. How about and then, stop doing that to women? Yeah. Don't don't ejaculate. Stop don't, don't ejaculate you fucking in her. Just, ugh, right. That word ejaculate. Sorry, but that's. I mean, don't do it. Yeah. What's your problem? Right. The woman counters. Well, it's your fault for sleeping with your patient. Ooh, hi. Get it, honey. Get it, honey. Now get it. he has also claimed- get to Atlanta as soon as possible because this yes. guy's a fucking. So creep. now he has claimed, according to Nelson, that the mistress was never pregnant to begin with, and that there was no abortion with her. Mm. But he doesn't deny the two with his wife, though. So Nelson reported that Dijarle had this to say during his divorce proceedings. So during that divorce, again, those those the the transcript and whatever of the divorce came out. So that's how they have this evidence of the two abortions because it's in the divorce. Holy cow. Papers. So regarding that's a lot, by the way. Yeah. That's it. That that's in there. Yeah. So regarding the first abortion, he testified quote, she was on an experimental drug called Lupron and was not supposed to have gotten pregnant. There were potential risks. It was a therapeutic abortion. So here's the thing. I don't, if this is what they needed to do, I don't have any, this is not, I don't even want to call him a hypocrite, right? Like he, he had, he was in a relationship with this woman. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the right time for them to have this child Fine. for whatever reasons. And Fine. they chose as a couple, this is what we're doing. Fine. The problem becomes now you want to enact laws that say nobody else can do it. Yeah. It's just in the second abortion, he said, quote, yeah, what's good, good for the goose is good right. for the gander, motherfucker. Right. Uh, he said, quote, it was after she had gotten back from Desert Storm and things were not going well between us and it was a mutual decision. Again, fine. Yeah, right? Nobody's judging you. Yes. That's so fine. You have this pro-life anti-abortion legislature, legislator who, who is now voting to stop women from having abortions. And I, again, like you want to have this choice. I think it was great that you had that option. Why are you now not allowing other people to have that. Mm. God, his his ex-wife must be so happy that, that they I came mean. to that decision together. But good for them for being able to have that. That's but to the, disclose... And that's the disclose, thing. Like um, the second one, there wasn't a health issue like the first case, right? It mm. just, they were not in a good place and having a child would not have been good for them. Which is the which majority is, of abortions, yes, by the way. It's yes. not, you know what I mean? Rape and incest is one thing, but the majority of abortions and, and is a couple says, that comes to this decision on their own. Right, and he even says like, look, you know, I'm sure that we both have regrets and this and that, but like, you know, whatever. Like they they were able to make the best choice for them at that time. Right. But like, uh, oh my God, it's just, it's just not right. It's not fair. It's not just that he gets to come along now and restrict other women. You're right. Dijarlay. Dijarlay. My God. And Dijar the best, the, this fuck. the best part. <laughs> yes. The best part is like all of this comes out when he's running for office. Right. <sighs> and so he's got to now deal with this and he goes on a radio show. Mm. And he says that God forgave him. Oh. Did you know? Oh, my God. Did you, did, how nice that God, God came took, and forgave took, you? He took time out of his busy day oh my to connect with him well, and forgive him. Mr. Fancy Pants, of course I mean, he talks I know. to God. Tay Tay Charlay. I mean, I mean what a guy. What I mean, a what, guy he you know, must be to really get this one-on-one time yes. with God. I mean... I how do I get one-on-one time with God? Me too. I, I would not love good to enough, know though. how to do that. Yeah. I, but I'm definitely going to use say that next time somebody yeah. says something. Well, God forgave yeah, God, me. So. God forgave me. Yeah. I mean, this all-powerful, omnipotent being. Yeah. Took his time. Took his time to meet with you. Yeah. 
I mean, okay. I'm, I'm, the I rest mean, of us, we're all damned to hell, but yeah, good no, for no, you, no. Desjardins. Yeah, Desjardins. <laughs> good for you. I'm yeah. so happy for I'm, you. I'm so happy for you. So like, happy. I'm so happy for you. I mean, cheers. Salute. Che- Salute. Oh, Salute. We're going to ching ching right here. Oh, ching ching. Desjardins. Desjardins. <laughs> you lucky son of a bitch. God came to talk to you. I mean, I mean fuck. Uh, there's all the millions and millions of people in the world and he chose you. Well. It's an incredible. It is incredible. <laughs> you are very special. And Just has, like your mom used to tell yes. you. Oh You're a special God. boy. You're so and, special. And One day you'll have a woman who loves you so much. <laughs> or you can fuck whoever you want. Yes. Desjardins. Yes, because you're fuck forgiven. You and he has, and how he's like, you know, uh, uh, I am 100%. The other thing that's so great is that the 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 packs and the people that support him are all like, he has a 100% pro, pro-life <laughs> voting record. But they don't yeah. mention his life, personal his, life. his personal yeah. life. Because right. it's not about that. No. And, and he's, and his other thing is like, you know, he realizes now and it's like, okay, for you, good, good for you that now you have this pro-life position. You can hold that as a personal choice for you. Yeah. But you can't, after you have benefited from laws right. that are there to protect and help people right. in situations like you were in and now turn around and, and. Take that away from people. He's in Tennessee. He's telling this woman to go to fucking Atlanta. What's yep. that? Yep. What are you telling me? Because she was probably too far along. What? Right. So she right. couldn't stay remember in he Tennessee. says, remember he so says, now yes. he wants to benefit from the laws yes. in, in, in Georgia. Another, in another state. You know what it's, I mean? Like he's so going to he cross knows. the fucking border to get rid of this, uh, what is he fetus. calling it? Yeah. Is well, he call, was he calling it a fetus? Like, what's he calling it? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking piece of shit. Yes. It's Desjardins. Desjardins. So <laughs> he didn't break any laws, yes. right? but he did have to face ethical violations for his relationship with the two patients. Like when that came out, he got put up before the medical review board in mm-hmm. his state and for giving drugs to the other patient, because you can't just prescribe drugs to people that you're dating when you're a doctor. It doesn't, you're not allowed. I swear to God, can we please, if there's somebody out there who knows how to do video, can oh you please God. help us? Because this has to be on YouTube. If you could see Tina's face when she's like, and she's squishing her eyes and she's nodding at me, you can't subscribe drugs. Like she's so pissed about I'm it. So fucking we mad. need this on video. I can't right, be the only it. one Listen, that face. I have, a, I have a camera. I have a camera right around the corner. We'll also, put it I want people to see the face when you say a pun, because you go, <gasps> and your eyes open your mouth is like looking at me like hi hello here's my pun take it so this jerk should have had his medical license revoked but instead in 2013 he just got a 500 dollars fine what the fuck? and this is according to elizabeth flock of us oh news God. that's it 500 250 for each patient and Chris Carroll of the chattanooga press also notes that he was also responsible for court fees that were like a thousand dollars so Nothing. yeah, hey, yeah. I, I mean, why not go and bang whoever you want at the hospital yeah. when it only costs you two hundred fifty dollars? Wow, right? Wow. Sentencing, of course, nothing because it wasn't any law. So as far as the aftermath, nothing. He has been reelected over and over. He was elected the first time and he's been, he's still sitting (laughs) there. He's still there. Wow. He's remarried. Like I said, (laughs) that should be like a perfume. I'm I'm totally in my head. I'm like, I mean, what a fucking creep. um, He's a hundred percent pro-life says he feels terrible and he's changed. Ugh. So. I just want to know, like Tennessee, anyone listening in Tennessee, like why? Why do you guys keep electing him? That's I, I was discussing this this, this week uh, with one of our friends who I will not mention, but I was telling them that uh, I feel the same way about Dale Holness. 
like it's a name yes. that people know. And well, I think that that's why it's like once somebody gets in, it doesn't matter anything else because really voters don't pay attention to what people well, are doing. Well, they don't I pay was, attention. They well, just go, okay, I'll go vote. They see, oh, Dale Holness. I've seen this name for the last yeah, 10 years. I'll I'm vote. So I did, I did a little research because I really wanted to know like, what is going on? Like, were there no other candidates? Why is this the guy that's getting reelected over and over again? And it's been by slim margins. Okay. But he's still getting reelected. Okay. And, um, what I found um, was voters, the Republicans, they're just voting straight ticket and they don't, right. they don't care. And I really and that's don't the difference think people the, pay attention. And that's the difference with the Democrats. No, well, one of the voters was like, oh yeah, I heard about that, but he's a Republican. That's it. That's all they need to hear. And the Democrats, and you've said it before, like we do not well, do the same thing. You're right. The we people who don't. are like the right to life people, there's nothing they love more that they jerk off to more than a woman who's like, I had an abortion. It's the worst decision I ever made. Oh I my wish God. I had never done it. They love that. Right. It's like the biggest jerk off material right. for them. They love it. And, oh and, my God, and give I'm, us this And I'm woman. sure that there are some women that do have regrets. Fine, but that's what and they I use. Think- as an example and I think for that all most women. women, you know, it's um, like we spoke to the amazing Medea. Like it doesn't just go away. It's still right. on your thoughts. You think about like, oh, like this, it could have been this, it could have been that, but it's still at the end was the best decision right. for her, you know? And that woman that you find doesn't represent every, every single, single woman. Every single woman, come on. So some points of interest, um, he was of course a huge supporter of Donald, Donald Trump. Trump. Was so disgusted by with him was in 2013 he was at a forum um and they were discussing undocumented immigrants Hmm. and an 11 year old this little girl who was brave enough to come forward in a room full of adults please tina and ask him what she could do to keep her undocumented father from being deported no and he just said quote the answer still kind of remains the same that we have laws and we need to follow those laws and that's where we're at like, oh, well, kid, sorry. Yeah. I'm surprised he, he didn't get her name and then go and, fucking but, but kick guess the father what? out. But guess what? The whole room, like, bursts in applause. Wow. I, I was like, wow, what a horrible, t- like, you're going to look this child in the eye? It's just terrible, terrible, mm. terrible. And then the other thing that I thought was interesting is I found a story that discussed another doctor who faced the same Tennessee Board of Medical Examiners yes. as Desjardins. Okay. Tom Willimon of the Tennessean reported that this doctor, one Brad Blankenship, had, like Desjardins, a sexual affair with a patient. And like Desjardins, Blankenship prescribed pills to this pa- patient. Mm. Uh, but unlike Desjardins, yes. Blankenship lost his license to practice medicine. Wow. And he had only had an affair with one patient, not two. And he was fined five thousand dollars, not five hundred. Like what our the pal fuck is going on here? And it was two years later. Come on, come on! Uh, this is outrageous. Outrageous! What is this guy still doing there? Come on! This piece of shit! Can you believe this? I so, hope, so who does he know that on that board? This who does he know on that board? I hope this motherfucker and everybody <laughs> work for, working for him finds this podcast because yes. I want you to know you're all fucking pieces of shit. Garbage! Fuck you! Go fuck yourself! You work for this motherfucker? Die! Goodbye. This is fucking bullshit. It's bullshit. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. This is not right. It's not right. So another funny thing I found was in 2017, he once, uh, he was arguing that they need stricter laws so patients can't share pills with uh, one another. Meanwhile, like he's prescribing pills to like people that he's banging. You know what I mean? Oh my God. So like Uh, now you want to come out and say, oh, we can't do this and that with pills. This story, please. (sighs) Oh. And 
that's it. That's the oh story of the hypocritical house <sighs> rep, Scott Dijalais. Oh, Dijalais. Dijalais. But his perfume, it wouldn't be a perfume. No. I mean, it would like be. Like a toilet clean, cleaner. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> dick. Uh, a douche. Dejalais the douche. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you uh, imagine? Get on that, that, SNL. Get on yes. that. Come on. Just, just don't even mention but anything about there. it. Just this call guy it is Dejalais. still there, and he's remarried. P.S. Oh well, you know, and children. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh but, my and, god. But his wife. I mean, I don't. I don't like to rag on on women. Oh fuck this. But his wife is one of those like blonde, super white teeth, like a Trump lady, like Trump Republican yeah. lady with the hair of Bob. You know what I mean? Oh my god. Yeah. There's no way he fucks any way good. There's just no fucking way. Well, I mean, he had six mistresses. Yeah, but what's going on? I, I, think I mean, uh, sometimes you get involved and you don't understand that he's just going to. And who knows how long they hooked up. Take or his business and then go elsewhere. Who knows? All right, whatever. God, I hate everything. Okay, so I'm going <laughs> to. Me too. And I think you've said that every single every, po- episode sorry. of the last two months. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's, it I should just... be said. It should be part of our tagline. <laughs> we hate everything. <laughs> we hate it all. Welcome everybody to the Montesquieu Podcast. I am... No, no, whoa, 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 dude. No, no, no. This is our promo, not the show. I'm Rico. Oh, sorry. I'm CJ, and we're the hosts of the Montesquieu Podcast. We're fans of pretty much anything and everything pop culture, including movies, TV shows, books, video games, comics, music, and of course, Kevin Smith. Now, while we do keep our fingers on the pulse of Silent Bob, he certainly doesn't need our help in promoting him. You got that right. We do our own thing with inspiration from the man himself and his mantra of why not. We've got stories about celebrities we've interviewed, theories of our own for certain movies, and we can usually tend to have a great debate about anything. We also do commentaries on movies. Sometimes we ask our fans what they want to watch with us. So if you love the timber of our vocal cords and want to watch a movie at the same time, give us a listen. Stay tuned every Monday. There's always something new. And if you've been good this year, we may even give you a bonus episode from time to time. So please be good and subscribe to and enjoy Podescube founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. So I'm going to cover oh, Judge Richard J. Duranco. Oh. Of New York. Oh. Okay. So Richard Joseph Duranco was born August 1st, 1931 in New York City. New hey. York. Do you remember? Uh, um, in so, New York. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. What's that? I can't even. Well, I was not, thinking I of can't. the, the, da, 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 da. You know, oh, start spreading yeah. the news, but um, it just, I, I just, Jay-Z. Fla- I know, but I just flash back to uh, Gremlins one or two where they're in the theater and they're like, <laughs> and they all sing. <laughs> you better hope it's Gremlins one, because if you watch Gremlins two, oh we have to God. stop the podcast and never speak again. <laughs> never speak again. Oh, okay. my God. All right. Let's, this is a very fucked up story. So can we stop talking about Gremlins? <laughs> Although I, I would like a little bit more Prosecco. Ooh, <laughs> we got to take Hold a on. Prosecco break. Pause. 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 I just poured more Prosecco, but yes, I'll, I'll be drunk at Publix too. Yay. I see no better way to shop than drunk. Are these tomatoes? Ooh, they're firm. <laughs> and I still I just, need someone to tell me if that's hot or not. Are these bananas? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay, so his father was a Tyler who had emigrated from Italio. Do you know that my, do you know that my grandfather was a Taylor? Oh, really? Yeah, in Italy. 
Well, he was a Tyler. Oh. Tiles. Oh. oh. Okay. Well, Still. scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> Blame the Prosecco. Okay. Uh, Duranco attended the New York Military Academy in Cornwall, New York, and Providence College in Rhode Island, where he received a Bachelor of Arts in 1953. He then attended Albany Law School, receiving his Bachelor of Laws in 1956. Duranco married Joan Duranco in 1957, and they had five children oh. together. God after, bless her. I know. And her poor oh vagina. Oh, my God. Her At, body. <laughs> after graduating from law school, he served in the United States Army as a private until 1958. Upon the end of his military service, Duranco entered private legal practice as a trial lawyer in New York City. The following year, he moved his practice to White Plains, New York. Um, so in 1971, he was elected a judge of the Westchester County Family Court. And three years later, he was elected to the Westchester County Court. He remained a county judge until 1979 and served for a year as administrative judge of the county. Duranco was appointed a justice of the New York State Supreme Court by Governor Hugh Carey in 1979, on which he served until 1987. So oh, like, wow. a, like big, a whole big muck, Yes. Oh. He became the deputy chief administrative judge of courts outside New York City in 1983, administering the 450 courts outside the city and managing their budget of $185 million. Wow. Um, upon the recommendation of Senator Alphonse D'Amato, Duranco was nominated by President Ronald Reagan on February 2nd, 1987 to become a judge of the United States District Court for the Southern District of New York, filling the seat vacated by Lee Parsons Gallardi. Gallardi. He was confirmed by the United States Senate on May 7th, 1987, and received his commission the same day. Wow. He was officially sworn in by Chief Judge Charles L. Bryant on June 8th, 1987, and served for another year. In addition to judicial offices, Duranco was an adjunct professor at Pace University School of Law and Fordham University School of Law from 1983 to 1988, as well as Iona College. So... I mean, this is a rich, rich career. I mean, amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously yes. someone who's moving on up. Yes. Done all the work. Supreme yes. Court. Hello, New York Supreme Court. Wow. Really good. Sorry. And he's teaching. Like it's a. Come on. like he has a family great, man. Great life. Uh -oh. He's Italian. Italian. Uh-oh. Okay. So oh, no. here we go. Oh, no. So he presides over a trial. So in a, a specific, the specific trial. So in April, 1988, Duranco became the presiding judge over a civil suit for sex discrimination and sexual harassment. He was the third judge to preside over the bench trial, which had already spanned seven years of litigation. Wow. The plaintiff, Carol Lee Coster alleged she had been denied a promotion and was wrongfully terminated by her employer, Chase Manhattan bank, after she ended a, ended an affair with the <gasps> vice president of the bank. Oh, that's definite retaliation. Right. I'm on her side 100%. So she opted to represent herself. Oh, no. After having been represented by three different attorneys, the last of whom withdrew from the case, right? So, I mean, I'm on her side. I totally yes. get it. Like what you said, like, yes, we're, we're she, like But she's going this. up against Chase but, Manhattan. They have a... Yeah, I and mean, she's how do you, three different attorneys. How do you One financially... Go up against yeah, and, a and giant like that. Exactly. And they're withdrawing from the case, which tells me like either the lawyer thought, because listen, if you're going against Chase Manhattan Bank, any lawyer's like, well, what can we get out of this? Right. right? Like, can we win this case? Right. If we can, what's my percentage? And this they, is they the get 80s. a percentage off of it. This is the 80s. So the laws on sexual harassment and all of that. True. Are not right. like they are today. It, that's very, it's a good point. Yeah. 
So, so they why probably, are these lawyers like, they probably just case. dismissed it. You know it's, what I mean? It's taking forever. Seven years? I mean, yeah. come on. Oh, okay. this is an 88, so that means it started in 81. Yeah. I mean, yeah, come on. They, yeah, they probably, things are different then. Yeah. I bet you if it happened today, she would be walking away with a nice check from Chase Manhattan. Yeah. You would hope. Okay. So she had previously rejected two settlement offers of several hundred thousands Girl. of dollars. Girl. And instead. No. Hello. Hello. And instead sought $2.5 million. Girl. This is a problem. Okay, listen. So now we're seeing. Listen. Can we see the picture? Okay, listen. Take what you can get. It's the 80s. Yeah. It's the 80s. I'm picturing Melanie Griffith, working girl, on that fairy bitch with that yes. beautiful hair doing makeup. How gorgeous was she in that movie? I mean. And P.S. So was uh, Han she, Solo. I mean, Yeah, you remember so all those movies, like uh, all the corporate ladies would have like, yes. their sneakers? Yes. <laughs> That's right. Their Reeboks. White They're Reeboks, honey. <laughs> oh my God. The fucking best. So during the trial, Carol Lee Coster's father, Charles L. Coster, was asked to leave the courtroom several times for making disruptive noises and expressions. So her dad's there, like fucking yeah. talking out loud and shit. In the Good middle of for this him. Courtroom. Okay, but she's probably like, Dad, sh- shut the fuck like, up. I'm trying to get two million dollars yeah, here. Right. She so, should have taken the money and ran. What? I know. I know. But she's probably like, screw you, because he, that guy. I'm sure the two hundred thousand that they're offering her is like what he gets in a bonus each year. Mm. So she's probably like, screw you. Yeah. And she lost her job. I right. Mean, this is, and she probably wants like, you know, a lifetime yeah. of compensation. And could you, she ended the affair. So she didn't even want to be with this person. Yeah. And then I mean? he's a jerk off and fires her. Yes. Come on. So um, the father had retired from the New York Police Department in 1969 after 20 years as a mounted police officer and worked as a security guard for Chase Manhattan Bank from 1971 <gasps> to 1981. How, how weird is oh, that? Oh, wait, 81. So that, that's around she the same left, time. That's like, he quit, he left. right? So Duranco discussed, the judge, discussed security measures with the courthouse staff during the course of the trial as he expected an adverse reaction from Carolee Coster, right? He's like, this might not go her way. Obviously, this is a lot going on for this family, whatever. So he, but he did not believe that extensive precautionary security was necessary. Like they described him, the people who worked for him described him as a trusting soul. Like he was this really nice guy and he didn't really think it was, he needed to go beyond Right. Yeah. And it reminded me of the story you did a few episodes ago with the guy who was the New York um, council member. And it was right after 9 11. Yes. And like council members didn't have to go through the, 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 the security. Yes. And so they trusted people. And he brought this guy in who had a gun and oh, like didn't know no. it. It kind of reminds me of that. Right. Uh-uh. So um, he would, so this judge would rarely um, had the security cameras on in the courtroom or the intercom system turned on. Like he just didn't. Right. You know, he'd been a judge for so long. He probably never anticipated, right? So, um, again, I feel like it's the, like today, it's so different. Yeah. You know, totally. We're like 88 is probably just maybe when more of this kind of surveillance and more of this kind of stuff is starting to happen, you know, and he's coming from a generation where exactly that just didn't, wasn't a thing. Exactly. He had been a judge for a long time. It wasn't. I mean, how old must he was born? I forget when you said he was born, but. He, now it's in the 80s. He's had ju- this judgeship. Just, you know, we know how it is with these judges. Like they're old when they're on. Yeah, 1931. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Absolutely. He's so, there for a um, good while. Absolutely. He also said several times during the trial, he would mention that he lived in Pelham, New York. Oh, no. And that he was he had been a resident there for most of his life. Oh, no. So despite warnings from his staff, Duranco kept his home address listed in the telephone book, oh. stating that if they really want you, they'll find you, end quote. So like, again, it reminds me when you were telling oh, the story on last week's oh, episode, no. 
because we recorded it earlier. Um, it reminded yeah. me of the guy who was doxing people. Yeah. You know, and this guy's address, this judge's address was out there. So the, this judge, Duranco, he would also ride public transportation from Pelham to the courthouse in Manhattan every day, right? So he would see people all the time that yeah. knew who he was. And, um, and, and, you know, judges, they do have to they do have to protect Please. themselves. Like I've worked at schools where, um, when I would do, um, the publications where there mm-hmm. were certain students that their photos were not allowed to be put yeah. in any publication yeah. because of who their parents were, yeah. you know, um, just to offer another level of protection to Absolutely. Yeah. those children, of course. you know, cause you never know who's going to get upset about a ruling. Yeah. Hello. <sighs> On May 19th, 1988, Duranco issued a 39-page decision at the conclusion of this 10-day trial. He ruled in the defendant's favor and dismissed the case. Okay, so he rules in the favor of Chase Manhattan Bank. In his decision, he found that there was not a, quote, skintily skintily of credible evidence, end quote, to support Coster's claims. Okay, so so this isn't a jury trial. This is a trial that he just ends up making the final judgment on. Okay. That obviously doesn't go, go over very well, right? Right. Um, and she on, should have taken the damn money when she had a chance. Yeah. On May 20th, 1988, Charles Coster, the father, right, drove from his trailer home in Bath, Pennsylvania to Pelham, New York. He stayed the night at an unknown, unknown location. The following afternoon, Coster drove to Duranco's house. Oh, no. Parked his car several <gasps> blocks away at Holy, Holy Spectral Cemetery. He walked to Duranco's house where he found Duranco tending to his garden in the oh, front yard. Oh, no, no. Moments later. No. Oh, Tina. <laughs> so- Moments later, Coster fired four shots at <gasps> Duranco from a thirty-eight caliber revolver. Wounded by at least three of the shots, which caused major bleeding. Oh, God. Duranco attempted to escape into his house. Oh. Meanwhile, his wife, daughter, <gasps> and a friend we're in another part of the house. Oh, God. So hearing the gunshots, his wife enters the kitchen and found Coster chasing <gasps> Duranco around the house. Holy shit. Dur- Coster pushed past her as she tried to hold the kitchen door closed. <gasps> and Duranco tried to barricade himself in his study where he uh, collapsed oh. and died. Oh, my God. Once inside the house, Coster kills himself with a <gasps> fatal shot to the head. So commits suicide what i mean and now this wife and the kids are there with this complete yeah mess oh yeah. my god so the fbi determines later that coster and his family obviously had quote cons- were been consumed with this litigation it's and seven years it had become like a crusade for them you know that this was yeah. a big part of and i I'm, i don't want to say like money was the motivator but like if you're trying to sue for 2.5 million dollars uh, and you've put so much time and effort into this. And I how much money? Their legal how much were. money? And he's yeah. living in a trailer. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to think too much about that, but also like seeing your daughter suffer yes. and what she's going through and like how she was used in this way. I mean, it was really, it's really fucked up. Yeah. So, oh. um, and then also if you're dealing with mental health issues well, and, and you're on he's the edge. making outbursts in the courts. Yeah. So, so yes. Yes. Yeah. Like you're on the edge already. It doesn't take much to push you over, right? Oh, my God. So he had spent, it turned out that Charles Coster had spent most of his life savings continuing his daughter's lawsuit. And his suicide note indicated that the killing was vengeance for Dronco's ruling in his case. So he left a note. Like, he was planning on killing wow. himself. So, um. Oh, this poor daughter. Isn't this awful? This is awful. I know. 
So Judge Stronko became one of three federal judges to be killed in office in the 20th century. So it's like, it doesn't happen very often, but his funeral was held at St. Catherine's Roman Catholic Church in Pelham. Um, Duranco's seat on the federal court was filled by Louis Free. Because the Duranco was on the federal bench for less than 18 months, his widow was ineligible to receive survivor's benefits (gasps) under the judicial survivor's annuity (sighs) system. But as a result of that, the United States Congress passed a private bill to compensate Duranco's widow what? Um, with the amount she would have received under the system, which was 25% of her, her, her husband's salary. Oh, wow. However, the bill was pocket vetoed by George H.W. W. Bush, who said that he intended to in- instead approve another bill that would provide benefits for surviving spouses of all assassinated federal judges. So not just like this one private okay. bill for this one person. Like, let's, okay. hey, y'all, let's get something together so like if this happens that, to anybody yes. else, we can we take can, care of that. It's already in, in exactly. set it up and we don't have to do this every time. Right. Yeah. So the um, alternative bill was signed into law the following month. Okay. Um, in Dronco's memory, the Westchester County Courthouse in White Plains, where he had worked for many years as a state court judge, was renamed named the Richard J. Duranco oh. Westchester County Courthouse. And the municipal building adjacent to the Pelham Town Hall was also named the Richard J. Duranco Townhouse. That's so terrible. He's out there in his garden. Can you live believe in his this? life? And then, oh my God. Isn't that sad? It is so sad. Tina. Oh my God, why? I mean... You know, you never know. People are living their lives and you just never... I mean, there's only one judge I know. Judge Judy. Judge Judy, who P.S. put out a promo for a new show. It's called Judy Justice. It's going to be on IMDb TV. Wait, what? Her contract. CBS didn't renew her contract, these fucks. These stupid motherfuckers. But she's like, all right, bye. I'm going to go over here. And so she finds another contract. So they put out a promo this week, and she it says... Uh, the court, she says, court's in session. And I retweeted, I'm like, yes! And they liked the tweet, and I was like, yes, I want to be on Judy Justice. my God. Wait, so it's on what channel? (laughs) Sorry, I was drinking my Prosecco. (laughs) Um, Dejalet. Uh, <laughs> it's i am imdb tv wait imdb now has a tv station apparently why aren't we on imdb <laughs> oh first yes of all, wait I first of all i think i think that Judy. we can be uh be i think that we can be on imdb as a podcast i think oh. we can have a page Help us out, somebody. Look into that for us. But I'm gonna. Yeah, have to we're look busy. Into it. We're, we're so, busy. We bitch. are so busy. We're at the pool. We're floating. Listen, we're casting spells. Listen, guys. We want to make amazing content. We want to interview more and more amazing guests. Help us make this happen. All right. Help us change our lives. Yeah, do it for us, please. Yes. <laughs> Get us out there. Just, just tweet it. Yeah. You know, do your thing. Do, do your thing. Do your thing, world. Yes. Help. I'm putting everything out. into the universe's hands. Yes. That's what I'm doing. I'm manifesting this. I'm just going to keep moving along in my Ooh. life and I'm just going to let the universe take care of me. How's Please. that? Okay. I like it. Good. That's what we're going to do. All right. Well, hey. <gasps> hey. That I guess was I'll night. see you. I guess I'm going to see you once more before I go to Detroit, though. Yes. We're going to have to do a weird, a not weird Sunday during episode. the week. I know. <sighs> September is like. September sucks. Yeah. Get us out. Can, we to, can I get to Christmas break? Yeah. And then immediately <laughs> jump me to summer. Yeah. That's what I need. Yeah. Get me to Christmas break so I don't have to. My daughter's going to be turning 13 soon. <gasps> so that's going to be fun. Oh. Ooh, she had an attitude this morning, girl. My son had. Jesus. Listen, it's this I was like, age. what's the fucking problem? What's the problem? This age, my son had Woke the up biggest that way. attitude. Oof. Biggest attitude. I said, can you just do me a favor? 
pick up the clothes that are <laughs> strewn all over your floor and just yeah. throw them in, you know, your hamper. I don't understand like why. Like it's right next to the hamper. Just put oh, it in. I said, I'm no. happy to do the laundry, but I'm not going to go around and pick up all your clothes. Put it in the hamper. Mm. And <sighs> yeah. <sighs> and it's yeah. like, he's like, I just woke up. I'm like, yeah, we all just woke up. My daughter's obsessed and I just with like, wo- I, and then he's like, you know, uh, I just want to rest. I'm like, I want to rest oh, yeah. too. It's the weekend. Yeah. I just want to sit here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I you said, think what? I don't want to sit here? Yeah. I did three loads of laundry yeah. yesterday, bitch. Yeah. But yes, but P.S. P.S. She fucking, she says to me, she said, uh, oh, she gets up. She's obsessed with her teeth because the last time I went to the dentist, she had a cavity. Oh. And so she's obsessed with like, she flosses and brushes her teeth twice a day. So as soon as she wakes Good up, her. she goes to the bathroom and then she starts brushing her teeth and she's walking around that little pick floss, you know yeah. what I mean? And she's doing that. And so she's, she had this fucking look on her face and I was like, what's wrong? Why? This is the first thing I said to her this morning because I had I went running and I come home and she's like picking at her teeth with the floss thing. I go, oh honey, what's wrong? Why do you keep asking me that? <laughs> I say it's literally the first thing I fucking just said to you. I go, I haven't just kept asking you that. I asked you one time. Yeah, you're always asking me what's wrong. I go, well maybe it's the look on your face. How about fucking put a, slap yeah. a smile on that? How about let, that? Let, okay, my son's thing. Yeah, please, other parents, you know what I'm talking about here. My son's thing is um, he'll be working on something and he's like, can you help me with whatever? And then I'll go to offer any advice. And it's like, well, no, no. It's like, you know, I want to work on this, but then you have to say blah, blah, blah. And now I just don't want to do anything. And I'm like, oh, you, you, you literally just asked me to help you with something. Or he gets upset with like, I got to, he's got to practice piano. He's now he's playing the trumpet. Oh, so that's he's got fun. trumpet for his, you know, time. Then he's got to do his piano for 30 minutes. And he's just like, I just want to relax. I'm like, you're the one that went to, wanted to take band. Yeah. You're the you, one kid. that wants to play piano. Every time I'm like, you don't want to take it. We, we don't have to pay for lessons. No, no, no. I, I want to take lessons. So these are decisions you are making. Yeah. So you can't just be like, I want to play piano and only have your lesson. Like you got to practice every day. My daughter is the vice president of the speech and debate club. Yes. This bitch. And she's telling me I'm going to be doing, uh, uh, what is it called? <laughs> Original oratory prose or something like Ooh. that. I was like, okay. So I, I'm like on my own. I look up, I Google that. Now this is something you write original. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 no. I have to find another one. And I have to give the, I give the speech. Like I recite it or it's almost like acting or something. Oh, I'm like, I don't, it might be like I a poetry. Yeah. Yeah. I I was like, uh, I don't know. I think you have to write it yourself. You know, you have lots yes. of things you could write about. You should, you should do it yourself. You don't even know. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. We don't know anything. Now we don't know anything. Yeah. Um, we are just like, yeah. So it's, a, it's like, like, like they know it all. This is what I know. I breastfed my children. And so when they are hungry, who do they look for? They walk past another person to be like, what's for dinner? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's for dinner. I know that you've, you know what I mean? Like they connect yeah. me with food and that's it. Yeah. That's it. My son, my favorite thing, and we'll stop after this. Yeah. I'm sorry. sorry guys, but listen, <laughs> my son's thing is we will have dinner. Then he will go to soccer and then he comes home and he's hungry. Yeah. But he won't have eaten like his whole dinner. Right. And then I'm like, we'll just eat the leftovers. Well, I want, I want you to make me 
And I'm like, it's now 9.15 at night. Yeah. I'm not going to go in there and start scrambling eggs and Oof. making grilled cheese sandwiches. Like, what else can I have is you what know, I hear. What yeah. else can I have? I'm what like, else just, can I have? There's food in there. That's what I say. And he doesn't look. want he doesn't want the food. And then I'm like, well, the other day he's like, I want a grilled cheese. I'm like, go make it yourself. You are now Ooh. old enough to make a damn grilled cheese sandwich. I was making grilled cheese at eight years old. What's going on? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I don't know how to do it. I'm like, throw some butter on the bread and put it on the pan. Like, this, this is, is where, not but hard. you know what? This is where I failed as a parent. I have done everything. My son cannot tie those shoes yet. And I have tried to teach him. And then finally, you know, we were rushing. So now I'm like racing to fucking get the shoes tied to walk out the door. But the food thing is where I have failed as a parent. I have not allowed them to cook or like make a peanut butter and jelly. Like I have failed in that way where I need to do better with that. Listen, both of my children don't know how to ride a damn bike. Oh, that's right. (laughs) No, but at least they can cook cook food. But yeah, my son can do eggs. They can, I mean, that's you know, something. He can survive. I, 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 because I'm at this point, like, listen, no, we were right. the latchkey kids. A we friend did of mine, so much on our own. Please, we a need friend to of mine it. said that to me the other day. She said, oh, her son wanted to ride his bike up to the park. And she was like, I don't know. And then she's finally like, he's in fucking seventh grade. Yes. What am I doing? What are we and doing? I was like, you're right. You're right. What are we you're doing? Right. But we, we've, we've been conditioned to be so Well, fearful. Tina, I'm going to tell you the same thing Medea said. Adam Walsh, okay? Yeah. If you grew up in South Florida, <laughs> you're fucked in the head about kids yes. being out on their own. It just fucked us. Adam Walsh fucked us. They, well, the story. The you know story, what I mean? Yes. The whole thing that happened. Not no, him it's particularly. Terrible. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like... the. The times that I had the most fun as a kid was when I was just Absolute. out. Oh, and, please. The freedom I, we had. Yes. And I feel like, am I stifling them as far as building relationships with other kids? I or, am. Or, I or totally. having uh, confidence in themselves, being independent, you know? Oh, I'm totally doing that. I gotta, I gotta. I know. I'm the one that's like, go, go, go. And my husband is like, they're out in the front yard. You can't see them. I'm like, they're literally in the front yard. It's going to be okay. And he got to open the blinds. Yeah. Well, I I'm hear like, that. I hear that. Where I'm more like, you got to, we have to trust them. We have to yeah. trust them. We have I to trust them. I can see the playground from my house, but I'm not in my house, like doing stuff and like, oh, they're at the playground. I'm on the front porch, like peering <laughs> to see what's going on. Where are they? Where, you know, yeah. where have they gone? Or hate, there's see, a again, section I hate where everything. my son rides his, he rides his bike around the park and then he'll come home. It's literally in front of my house. It's one block, but there's one section where I would not see him as he turns this corner. And those 30 seconds are the most terrifying oh, 30 seconds of my life until so I see his little that's bike. Sweet, that sweet little face he has. I know. Oh my God. God bless I gotta get children. my, I gotta get my damn kids on a bike. What oh, am yeah, I doing? Do Bring them over and go, come over to my house and let them go up and down the sidewalk and fall down and get back up. They'll, I they'll have fucking a, learn in five seconds. Please. My son will skateboard everywhere, but yes. put him on a bike? No. So he has... Oh, God. Can All right, it. goodbye. What are we doing? I don't Guys, know. we're complaining. Yeah, I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I, we love you. Yeah, well, I'm drunk on Prosecco, so <laughs> we're still celebrating Odd Pods. Odd Pods! Yes. Oh, and our Patreons. And if you want to be a Patreon, you get to hear special little, oh, shit, little, tiny, tiny, today. tiny, tiny, tiny episodes yes. where we just answer ridiculous questions or just like tell a stupid story. Yes. So tune in and be a Patreon. But I can't see. I can't Patreon. talk to you there. Be Tune in <laughs> and become a Patreon so that you can have access to those stories. Yeah. Yay. Um, I will see you whenever. Yes. And I'll see you on Zoom soon. Oh, yeah. I'll see you on Zoom. And um, I love you. I love you, too. And bye. Bye. 
If you want to learn more about this week's guest, please follow the episode notes on our blog at themuckpodcast.fireside.fm and be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do it without you. Thank you.